I got hurt, but help me MG and turn me back into a healthy MC. Welcome to Farms Not Farms Podcast, episode 12. We're here with DJ Newmark of Jurassic 5. Uncle New, how you doing? What's good, B? How are you today, sir? I'm incredible, thank you. Happy to be alive. Honored to have you back on the show. And just welcoming you back because I really want to talk about, you know, I know that you travel the world constantly touring and you have a, a very busy schedule DJing all over the globe. You know, anybody who knows the entertainment industry knows that it's not necessarily known as the healthiest industry. Yeah. I just wanted to bring you on the show as a role model, as somebody who travels constantly, as somebody who's in the studio constantly, yet you still pay attention to your health and you still go above and beyond to address your quality of life. And while you're obviously not perfect, I don't believe anybody is perfect. I, you know, so I, I don't want you to, to beat yourself up over anything that you think you're not doing. I just want you, you know, to <laughs> focus on, uh, you know, the things that you do do and what you can share with other producers or artists or people who travel a lot and how to do that, how to travel with a little bit more of a mindfulness and, and, you know, being healthy on the road. Yeah, well, I mean, it's very tricky traveling. There's no two ways about it when you travel and um, you're limited to what's at an airport or in between <laughs> truck stops. <laughs> it could get really dodgy. So I'm definitely not um, as healthy as uh, uh, some of the people that I look up to. But um, <laughs> some, of the, some of the things that do help when you travel, um, especially when you're jet setting and going from one city to the next, is just bringing little snacks with you that are healthy. And I like to bring them from home if I can, like just some simple, like I like to make my own trail mix if I can, just organic nuts, you know, walnuts and uh, like raisins and stuff like that. And just kind of make my own, whatever I like, just kind of put them in a little Ziploc so I have something to kind of tie me over when I'm on the flight. Yeah. But you know, it's funny, a, fr a friend of mine told me, when you fly, you don't really digest the food when you're up there. It's like, huh. it kind of, uh, our, our body has a hard time processing up, up there. I'm not sure if any of that is true. <laughs> um, just, uh, just, oh, just got me thinking about it. Like, damn, you know, cause sometimes, you know, you, uh, like I, for me, my, my guilty pleasure is sugar. I have to have sugar. So it, what weans me off sugar is usually, um, snagging, snacking in between, like having, uh, uh, you know, nuts and almonds and stuff like that usually helps me out a little bit. But um, sugar is definitely my addiction. And, uh, you know, someone waves a cookie in front of me, it's like my kryptonite. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's a tough one for me. But, yeah, man, to, you know, to get to your answer, man, just really just taking the time when I land, really, just to hit a store and um, find something natural, something from the earth. <laughs> Because so much of the stuff that we're, we're eating is processed, and um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's difficult. It's difficult to do while you travel, though. I will say that. Yeah, you know, I I know that when I travel, one of the first things that I do is I stop at a store and I get myself some really good water. You know. Yeah. And yeah. Um, of course, some other just simple foods that I can eat to make sure that I have some good protein. I might get myself some you know, some, a good branded, some tuna just to have that around in case I needed some protein and I know there was nothing else or, you know, maybe even some, right. some healthier chips or something or some nuts, some fruit. I noticed, I noticed that, um, when I travel, God, most places out of the States that a lot of the airports have fresh juice on hand, uh, like freshly pressed juice, like they're pressing juice. Like you know, every time I go to uh, Japan, they have it in the airport there. Um, Canada, almost every airport has, um, I forgot the name of that, that chain, but, um, that really goes a long way. I don't understand what's going on in the States where it's just McDonald's and, um, weird restaurants, like, like restaurants that are like not even, um, not even yummy. <laughs> just strange restaurants. I'm like, I don't understand what, what the thing is here in, in our, you know, our airport LAX is just in my opinion, a shame. Like, it's, it's, it's a catastrophe. I mean, it's, it's changed very little since the movie Airplane from the 80s. <laughs> so, 
So, you know, that's, that's a whole nother conversation. But, yeah, I noticed that I, I have a much easier time in the airports when I travel abroad, and even when I just leave to Canada. Um, I like to get fresh juice when I'm, like, in between flights if I have a connecting flight. That's, that's what kind of really gets me back into uh, feeling normal again, especially when you're behind on sleep and stuff. That's a great point. You know, I was in Hawaii last year, and just everywhere we went, eating fresh fruits and drinking fresh juice, and there's something about having a piece of fruit or the juice of a fruit within a few days of it being picked, and it's just the enzymes are alive, and you just feel supercharged, you know? That, too, will also cure your sugar addiction if you have it like me <laughs> especially if you uh if you're drinking something really fresh or, or eating fresh piece of fruit it's just, god it just it'll cure that that hunger for a piece of cake or, or candy or, or a cookie whatever um yeah that that helps a lot absolutely sugar has been a big thing for me for many years and you know yeah. sometimes very it... tough one to kick man very tough one to kick they're comparing it to uh the addiction that to be as strong as cocaine. Yeah, or um, which stronger. I'm tripping out on like, yeah, it's wild. You would want, I guess, the the mice that they gave cocaine to, or even crack, versus the mouse that they gave sugar to. The mouse went back for sugar in close in more increments than it went back for the crack or the cocaine. Wow, that's <laughs> heavy. Yeah, I didn't know it was that bad. Damn, that's crazy. You know, one of the things that I do to substitute for sugar is just drinking more water. And it, it's, it's, yeah. not, it's not easy, you know, but definitely I find when I'm not hydrated, I often think that I'm hungry. And, you know, even when yeah. I smoke cannabis yeah. or use cannabis and cannabis oils, it'll dry me out. So I'll think that I'll get the munchies, but really I'm just thirsty. And if I drink enough water throughout the day, I don't get the munchies even. I don't even, you know, wow. have the same... Uh, urges for foods and when I eat healthier over time I don't have the same desires for foods that don't nutrify me my body doesn't even want it but if I start having right. sugars then it just one morsel of sugar in my stomach or a little piece of bread it just calls out to its friends it's like come on huh. <laughs> I know well it's, uh, I'm just kind of coming off of a, a kind of crazy sugar binge to tell you the truth and I, I've, I've, I really have a very tough time with sugar and I don't know what happened um, about a month and a half ago, but I was just going in on chocolate. I could not get enough of it, man. Like, in all forms, chocolate chip cookies, you know, uh, yeah, uh, caramel swirls in my ice cream, freaking <laughs> everything. Like, I, I just, I could not get enough sugar in my body, and I was, I could feel myself getting, the, like, the rush. Mm. Like, really, like, just enjoying it too much. I'm like, what is going on? Like, um, bringing with me on flights and stuff like that and I was just like man I gotta get back to where I was a month before this like I don't know what happened to me this month and um you're right though about the water it's funny I, I told my girlfriend recently I said you know I noticed that if I it, sometimes I think I want sugar but I'm really just thirsty which is I've never like quantified those two together I never compared those two together um but you're right you're right about that that's funny you said that because I literally said that to her about three days ago and I was tripping out on it like damn if I can just keep getting water in my system then maybe this will help out my uh, my addiction <laughs> you know I was at Best Buy I think recently and the guy helping me out he was like kept on eating candy and and yawning and I remember oh, just really? being huh. you know a kid younger and just constantly going after sugar, constantly going to the store, constantly eating more candy or whatever it was, and yeah. and not ever drinking water. If I was drinking fluids, it was like iced tea or soda or something like that, more sugar. Right. And so I said to yeah. the kid, I was like, might be time for some water. And he was like, you know, I haven't drinking water all, all day. And I was like, yeah, you know, <laughs> when I was younger, I just, I would think that I needed some energy and so I do something to give myself energy. And the same thing with coffee. Many of us drink coffee. Obviously, those of us who drink coffee daily are addicted to it more often than not. But we drink coffee yeah. because we want energy. The, the water that I drink, bro, 
I travel to the mountains for it. It comes from a special aquifer, and the oxygen level in it is through the roof. And honestly, it's like coffee for me. When I drink this water, I feel like I'm supercharged, you know? Wow, I need to try some of it, man. I mean, you're welcome to come anytime. Yes, sir. You know, though, really just staying hydrated with, with good water, it, we won't feel the need to have to get extra energy. And obviously right. when we're doing things like, let's say, you know, South Americans or Central Americans are doing things outside all day long. So, you know, maybe they're eating some coca leaf. They're not snorting coke or processing it. Right. They like might eat the leaf a little bit or even coffee. People do sometimes when you need extra energy. That's understandable, though, doing it as a crutch. I feel like we're not necessarily getting the right amounts of water or the right amount of nutrients, and so we're, we're, we're picking up the slack in other areas with things that are instantly gratifying us. Yeah. I'm a little bit worried about the water that I'm using to wash myself with, actually, to tell you the truth, because I've been getting um, this condition called seborrhea around my nose. Uh-huh. And underneath my eyes, it's, a, it's like a redness. It almost looks like rosacea where it just looks like red, like, like blush almost. And it happens to me if, um, like if I don't wash my face twice a day, I get this redness. Huh. That's how crazy it is. So, but I only get it here in the States. So when I travel on tour and, you know, I take, let's say I take a, a you know, a 20 hour flight somewhere where I'm going like, really far like if I'm going to let's say I'm going to Australia and that, that's about a 14 to 15 hour flight um, you know I'm not washing my face or whatever but by the time I land and get out there I wash my face with their water and I don't get the condition it's really weird I don't know what's happening here in the states and I guess in particular maybe my neighborhood I don't know but I have really hard water and it leaves like really white stains in my bathtub and in my um, calcium uh, yeah, in my bathtub area, you can you can see the you can just see the hard water. But then I think there's something going on with the condition of our water here, and um, I guess my condition is. But when I travel abroad, nothing happens. It's the strangest thing. So I'm trying to think of what I should do. Maybe a, a you know a water filtration system is really expensive. Um, so I'm kind of looking into different options. Maybe some sort of filter. For the shower, I've seen those advertised, but that that one's got me concerned lately more than anything. Not more than anything else, but it's it's, it's a new concern, I should say. So, what comes to mind for me is I have a filter here for the water that I yeah. feed to my plants, and the reason for that being oh. the town that I live in, the city that I live in, they put something called chloramine in the water. Now, prior to chloramine existing, or at least being utilized. They use chlorine in the water, right, to, yeah. to kill the bacteria and to sterilize it. Chlorine, you could leave water out for 24 hours, and it evaporates. Chloramine okay. does not evaporate. So, what the hell? And, and it's, it's super tiny, right? You have, um, you know, carbon filters that are really small, but you need something even, even smaller or better for chloramine. So the plant... Right. So the water that I use for my plants, I have an uh, uh, extra chloramine filter for that. And if I don't use it, you can tell, you know. And similarly, the water that I drink, it does have minerals in it. In fact, it only has four minerals in it, though it does have minerals and it has magnesium. You know, it has it actually has some natural fluoride in it. Um, But what, what I'm getting at is. Calcium is typically a hot in, in hard water. That's the white deposit yeah. stuff that's left over. So what I'm thinking is you may want to just look up your town or city's water, and you can Google it. You can find the list to see what they put in the water. And through that, yeah. obviously, it's going to take some detective work, though you might even find that you're allergic to high levels of calcium on your yeah. skin. Yeah. You know, there's something funny going on. There's, and, and like, I don't know that I'm allergic to anything. You know, when I go to the doctor, I'm like, oh, you're not allergic to anything. But I think I think you might be right. I think it's, it's high levels of something in the water that uh, give me this reaction. But when I travel abroad, actually, even when I travel outside of Los Angeles, I'm a lot better. But uh, there's something about where I'm at that is just like it's, it's driving my skin crazy. It could also be maybe um, you're by 
a place that they do a lot of fracking and that that stuff has leaked into the water table that's a possibility you know at the same time there are filters for the shower heads that you can get that won't break the bank that you know it will help and then you just you know you get a new one every six months or whatever and it's worth trying you know yeah i think that's the next move if anything definitely you know use some uh use some oil in those areas on some some cbd oil or some magic butter on those areas it could help that but that's obviously a treatment it's not a prevention right 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 um yeah you know speaking of cbd my research suggests that it turns on sugar burning. So often when I go on a sugar binge, I then go on a CBD binge. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. It balances you out. Plus probiotics. Uh-huh. They literally eat all the sugar and balance it out to be it's their food. So, you know, it, while it's better for them to eat healthier sugars like vegetables and prebi- healthy prebiotics, they'll still eat, you know, other sugar. Um, and so that's also something to consider. Yeah, it's interesting, man. Uh, that's, that's funny because uh, I just kind of started getting into kombucha a little bit, kombucha. Okay. Um, and um, I typically haven't really, in, I think it tastes kind of funny, but uh, I bought a brand that I liked, I forgot the name of it. Um, uh, but it had like it tasted like watermelon. They they see they they flavored it with watermelon, and, and I was able to get through it. I was like, okay, this isn't bad, and I've been feeling a lot better uh, drinking it. So cool. I think I'm going to continue that for a little bit and see how that does. Some considerations with kombucha that I take: I drink more water when I drink kombucha because the alcohol in it dehydrates me, uh, and I get got you. I get t- slower when I drink it. Another consideration. Kombucha, the the scoby is fed with sugar, <laughs> so uh, okay. if the lower the alcohol content, the more sugar is in it. So back in the day when GT Kombucha was selling their kombucha, they had the black label. You had to be you had to give ID to buy it. It's because it just had more alcohol in it. It had more firm. It was more fermented, and right. you know less sugar, more ferment, more sugar, less wow. ferment. So, okay. you know, um, another consideration is they have those drinks called gut shots. And those things uh-huh. are generally fermented juice, like the brine from any probiotics they're making, whether it's not it's sauerkraut or just different kinds of vegetables that they're fermenting. And then they take that juice and they sell it. That stuff is incredible medicine for the gut that I, I, that's what I use it for I'm, I'm not telling you it's medicine I'm just saying it's medicine for right. me and <laughs> right. and uh, yeah I even travel with that stuff because it's just like instant stomach ache remover and really it's what's just the name of, what's the name of that again yeah it's called gut shot though gut you can shot. literally okay. just drink you know pickles are supposed to be in brine not vinegar and I say okay. supposed to be because pickles have a long time been a fermented food. It's, it's probiotic. And so nowadays they put it on in vinegar just to put it on the shelf. And so right. it's dead, you know. Even probiotics that are sold as probiotics, if it's on the shelf, it's generally dead. It's got to be yeah. a living culture, which is generally refrigerated and generally right. refrigerated to slow it down. Otherwise it'll, um, you know go out of control some I, I get this yogurt now it's called cocoyo and if you wait too long it'll explode it'll open by itself even because it just gets so fermented the pressure builds up that's the good stuff wow <laughs> damn explosive yogurt sounds like the name of your new album Bert. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta put uh mel brooks's yogurt in like some new <laughs> retro gear Explosive yogurt. There's actually a dope uh, production crew called Exploding Plastics. You ever hear them? Uh, I don't think I know them now. Yeah, every time some something comes on Pandora, and I'm like, "What is this?" It's them, Exploding Plastics. Oh. Oh wow! Yeah, I'll have to beep them. Yeah. So um. 
Yeah, man. How's the pup doing? Ah, uh, he's having a hard time. He's yeah. uh, battling the pancreatic cancer, but uh, he's. Uh, That's a tough one. Yeah, we have to feed him more times a day now. He's, he's losing his muscle mass. Um, mm. But uh, he's been taking CBD. The CBD has actually calmed his anxiety. He's an anxious dog. Mm. Um, he's always worried about everything, like where we're going, you know. But that's, uh, I wish we would have had him on CBD like many years ago because he was always, he's always like worried, this dog. I don't know what his deal is, but the CBD has leveled him out quite a bit. Um, mm. So that part's cool, but yeah, he's having a tough time. Um, you know, he's 11 going on 12, so he's, you know, he's, he's getting up there. So, yeah, we're just, we're hanging in, man. For sure. Well, I'm glad that there's some relief available for him. Yeah, and I, we, we both appreciate your help in sending the, the, the natural goodies to us, man, from Gorilla Healer, man. It's uh, much appreciated. We do what we can, bro, you know. You hear about uh, some life, you know, having opportunity to benefit from relief. And you have a heart, and you share that heart. You know, that's that's, right. that's what that's that right. is. I appreciate that, man. And, um, yeah, man, there's a uh, there's a lot of people out here that are suffering or watching our loved ones suffering, and we don't know what to do. We don't know what options there are, and so that's kind of why I just I do this show is just to share considerations to share options that you take for yourself or that other people take for themselves or share things that I do for myself because you know that's how we learn we get inspired by each other I mean you know I can't imagine that you you know you're obviously a world-renowned DJ and producer I can't imagine that you just conjured that up yourself humans mimic you probably saw somebody you know I'm I'm just guessing but I imagine you saw somebody with at some point in your life and you were like that is awesome I want to do that or at least you know see what that feels like you know you see somebody that's doing something and maybe they're having such a great time you're like what does that feel like I want to try that you know yeah and um I mean what what inspires you to continue to share your your talents with the world aside from obviously you know the general yeah this is what i do because in this world we need jobs but you know not everybody has a job playing in stadiums and playing around the world for people doing what you love how do you you know what would you tell somebody if you if they said hey what do i do to find out what i love and how do i figure out how to do that in my life? Hmm. Um, well, you know, it's, 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 it's you got to kind of ask yourself, what would you, if, if, if money wasn't an object and you can do something, um, like if, if money didn't exist, what would you do? Mm. And you, and you start there, you know, for me, it was a no brainer. It was always music, you know, but it's all I ever knew since, I can remember. It's, it's all I ever cared about or paid attention to. Um, I've always been very um, over the top audio. Like even like when my mom would bring her friends around the house, sometimes I straight up wouldn't recognize them until they started talking. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm like extreme in that in that sense. So. Yeah, so for me it was it was natural. So for, you know, for other people, they take uh, quite some time to figure out what they want to do or what they want to be or you know what route they want to take. Um, and straight up, some people don't want to work that much. They want to enjoy time with their family. You know, uh, a lot of people I talk to, you know, a lot of women I talk to, they're like, yeah, I I'd rather just be home with the kids and enjoy life with the kids. I'm like, that's cool. Yeah, if that's what floats your boat, if that's if that's what you would do if money didn't exist and if that's, if, you know, gravitate towards that. So I think that's like the first step is just asking yourself what, what moves your heart because um, when you're enjoying what you're doing, it's not, it's, it's never work. You know, it could be a chore maybe <laughs> or thing, you know, things can be annoying, you know, or, you know, software doesn't work as you're making beats or, you know, but it's never like you're digging a ditch somewhere, you know. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think that'd be the first, first, first step is just asking yourself, you know, and then when you, um, 
when you get to that place and you start doing it, make sure you have something to express or something something to bring to the table, something that, that'll uh, either either change the, the craft in some way or better the craft in some way or better your peers in some way. Um, that That's always like contributing while you're on earth is an important thing. I, I've always felt like that. Um, and I, I didn't really start feeling like that until I got about an album or two into my career and I started saying, well, well what's going to separate my music from the next man like am I just leaving am I just another record in the pile you know or am I going to leave something behind you know mm. that's the one really beautiful thing about music is it lives forever right so you know what what kind of footprint am I going to leave behind you know am I going to be a follower am I going to you know right for me the only reason why I'm still doing it is because I have a lot to still say mm. and I have a lot to express you know otherwise I would probably go in another direction um but you know we've all seen artists that uh keep doing it but they're not really saying much they're not really you can tell like when a like when a rapper or when a singer has kind of ran out of their steam or kind of ran out of stories to, to, to tell or maybe they maybe it's just in their head that they feel like they have no more stories to tell you know uh but uh that's a, a really important part in in the line of work that i that i exist in um, I see that a lot with vocalists. They they have a you know, especially when you get to the third album. <laughs> that third album is a real, real motherfucker right there. Because you start to run out of like things to say and things to express, you know. But it, you know, sometimes people just overthink it. You just have to be you, you know. Mm. Yeah, some of the greatest songs are super simple. And yeah. You know, we we often try. I know I'm involved in this epic tune right now that I've been creating with many musicians for many moons, and it's more involved than I've ever been a part of, and it's great, though at the same time, we all know a song, you know, the life of a song is as long as somebody gives it, and, as, you know, you put out yeah. uh, a campaign for on a record, and... You know, this day and age, you get maybe two weeks on it, if that, though, on an album, yeah. you know, whereas records used to get promoted a lot longer. And now it's, you know, each week there's a new thing up or a new artist up. Yeah. And so it's. It burns uh, fast, man. It burns fast. It's crazy. It, it sure does. And, and so, you can, the crazy thing about it is you can spend two years making an album and you put it out and that shit burns in a week and you're like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed a big difference between like my album that I put out in 2012 versus the Zodiac tracks DJ series that I was doing on my Facebook. It's just like there's no comparison because I was giving people steady content every month. I had something to say every month. I had something to say. Whereas an album, it's like yeah, we might hear a few songs on our album. We're lucky to get to. 10 to 10 seconds to one minute of one song you know so it's like it's, it's crazy it's a totally different climate musically right now so the consistency solidified a stronger fan base than just putting out one LP is that what you're saying yeah. oh yeah consistency I think in every arena I think if it's if you're talking about health if you're talking about music um, staying consistent on your social media is um really incredibly important and it's just going to become more and more important as time moves on um, building your brand and um, telling your story uh, consistently to your consumer or your fan base or uh, your peers whatever you want to call them people that are following you um, is really paramount man it's it's it's, it's going to separate you from the next uh, next person I got a couple questions that are yeah. brewing one yeah. of them is to the people you know you just gave some advice right artists want to build a brand or develop a brand or sound or you know lane perhaps even consider what niches are out there that are not yet being filled maybe be a pioneer in that niche what You've been building a successful brand for quite some time with DJ Newmark as well as with Jurassic 5. What do you know as some things not to do? I think what people get kind of locked into is 
they, they, they've muddled the line between inspiration and mimicking. You, you hear it with every artist. I mean, you hear it with people that idolized Dre. You hear people that idolized uh, Jay Dilla, you know? Um, and what ends up happening is you start to get in this, like, wow, this, this person is so incredible, and you kind of morph into that person without knowing it. Mm. Just because you, you, you idolize them, you love them, you, you respect them. But it's really, I think the true core of great art is finding yourself mm. and expressing what only you can express. Because no one can ever really mimic you. At the end of the day, they can never be your clone. Um, that said, there's a lot of people who sound like Dilla. There's a lot of people who sound like Dre. Um, and I'm sure when Quincy Jones was killing it back in that day, there's a lot of conductors that were trying to sound like him. But at the end of the day, your footprint, your fingerprint, your your stance and your, your sound could only be you. And no one will ever be able to take it away from you. So it's the most powerful thing um, that an artist can have. And it's really, it can get really noisy in your head when you start to sit down and whip out the paintbrush or get on the turntables or, you know, get your violin ready or your bass, guitar, whatever it is, your, your head can get noisy because you start playing things or mimicking things that you like. And that's great for rudiment's sake, like if you're just trying to enjoy yourself in the studio, get away from the mundane world. But when it comes down to focusing your sound and expressing what you have to say to the world, it's important to express who you are and not who they are. I think that's, that's um, um, and hey, look, and, and that said, I'm a little bit of all the people I look up to. So that's the kind of funny thing about it. Like, I'm, I'm like probably 300 DJs plus, you know, another 300 producers, singers, all wrapped up into one. But at the end of the day, I try to bring my personal sense. It's kind of, it's kind of selfish, actually. It's kind of like, oh, <laughs> you know, you're doing things that really just move you. And then you go, hmm, if I like it this much, you think other people will like it? You kind of ask yourself that. Every artist does. Yeah. And those are usually the bits that you want to share. It's like, damn, I like it. Why do I like it so much? It doesn't sound like anything else. That's usually a good thing. You know, that's usually that's that you're you're contributing to the art form. You know, mm. a lot of a lot of times, you know, not just with art but with other forms of uh, expression. You know, uh, people who um, invent things. You know, it's good to look at things that annoy you too. And, and, and say, well, why does this bother me? Can I make this better? Can I fix this? Can I create something that remedies this problem? Um, you can you can kind of look at that in music. You can look at that, you know, when you're inventing things or uh, in the in the um, healthcare world or, or bettering your body. You know, there's like, well, what? Damn, I'm not getting the results I need in the gym. You know, there's not a there's not a, a piece of gear that focuses on this part of my body. You know, invent it. You know, like there's there's. I used to look at things that, that annoyed me and just go, damn, I'm annoyed. Now I'm like, hmm, I wonder if I can make this better. <laughs> you know? Like, episode of Shark Tank. Hmm, let me see. You know? Um, so yeah, that'd be, that'd be my advice, man. The second question is, you know, so let's just have a recap. The first question was things not to do when building a brand or when starting out or even just developing your artistry or career is... Uh, yeah. You know, DJ Newmark says, be yourself, be your own brand. There's only one you. Every Everyone has a bit of a different color that we glow, and there's nobody else that has that same sound as long as we're finding our own because we're original. And so yeah. that's step one. And question one. Question two that I have yet to ask is... What what does someone do to level up? Prior to question one, you touched on sustainability and being, you know, doing what you love, right? Yeah. So we have how to do what I love consistently. We have what not to do when doing what I love. And now we have how to level up. I've been doing this and I'm doing well and you know I really want to reach that next level. Now, most uh, people yeah, that's a tough one. Most yeah. people who are successful, let's just say this, most people 
are not successful at what people set out to do. Most businesses fail. Most people who want to be a famous artist are not going to be. Most people who want to be a famous athlete are not going to be. Most people who want to be the top grade in class are not going to be. There's only a select few, right? And so with that in mind, how do we win in life? Now, this is a question that might be asked by many of us because we're conditioned to think that I'm winning if I'm famous or I'm winning if I'm the best or I'm winning if I'm rich. And so there's obviously different qualities of life that many of us enjoy. Some of us say, I'm winning if I'm home with the kids. Some of us right. say, I'm winning right. if I'm DJing, you know, if yeah. I'm making well, music. That's, I touched, yeah, I touched, up, I touched on that a little earlier on one of your questions. I think the key to it is, is like I said that in one of your first questions, is identifying what it is that floats your boat, what it is that moves you first. And... and to level up as you're putting it or get to the next level or um, you know get past that point where you're like man I can't get past that point uh, you gotta double down so mm. like an instance of I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to use a, a personal um, example so I'm not just talking um, okay yeah well shit I'll just, I'll just do the, the most, my most recent one so because uh, it really has to be kind of a current conversation. So my most current one was when I did my very first mix using uh, mixing everybody in their astrology sign, my Zodiac Tracks uh, mixes. What ended up happening was I did the first mix, which was Gemini because I'm a Gemini, and I mixed all Gemini artists using all vinyl. And I was like, cool. And then I released it. It was a video. And I put it up on my Facebook. And then everybody was like, hey, you know you got to do the next sign. And I was like, oh, snap. <laughs> so, like, I wasn't really thinking long term. I wasn't thinking, oh, I got I to gotta, um, go through all 12 signs. But I was like, okay, dope. And when I got to the end of the 12th sign, my level up was like, wow, you know, I, got, I gained a way more followers. My level, my level up was like, can you do another season? So I ended up doing two years worth, and that that, that to me was very difficult because I had already combed through my favorite song yeah. in Pisces. You know what I'm saying? And like, I had already kind of did that homework. Do you use but the B roll or do you again. find a new I, A roll? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes people have success in something and they don't they don't double down. They don't they don't go wow that was successful for me how do I get to the next level double down on it put more into it put more advertising into it um, do another season um, talk more about it uh, interact with your with your fans or the people on social media that are talking about the thing that did slightly well for you so that that, that would be probably my biggest advice for getting to the next level is there's gonna be there's gotta be something around you that is doing somewhat good there's there's something around you right now that is that has a hint of like there's a light at the end of the tunnel on something around you. Double down on that and chase it because that is what's going to be the catalyst to the next level. And there, and, it, and it could be an idea you have like like for I'm, I'm like the quintessential idea guy. Like I'm I'm plagued by my ideas and I say plagued only because I I have so many ideas I cannot get to them. And that's why it's, it plagues me. Like it, so, I'm always a little bit anxious because I'm like, fuck, you know. So, like, I literally have a, um, a dry erase board where I, where I write all my ideas down, and I finally narrowed my eight that I want to get to. Well, starting now, and hopefully I'll get to them by or release them by 2020 or the end of 2019 and 2020. You know. But if you write things down and maybe share them with a few close friends and say, hey, you know, what do you think about this idea? If, you, if you're a guy like me that has multiple ideas, you know, share them with a few people, you know, don't be scared to share them and, 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 and see where people gravitate towards. And if it aligns with your soul, what, 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 what you're thinking about, man, that's, that's the move, you know. For me, I had to like bring my assistant into my studio. I'm like, man, I'm, I got too many ideas. I'm writing them all down. You tell me what you think. And he's like, oh, this one's interesting. He's like, oh, that one would be pretty hard to do, dude. I don't know about that, you know, like. <laughs> Um, but the but the crazy thing is the one that I'm like I'm like excited about like I'm like I think about it like right before I go to bed he's like yo that's gonna be crazy um, so that that's dope that that lets me know that's my sparkle of hope and now I haven't done anything with it yet 
I haven't started the first uh, bit of production on it yet, but it's just an idea, you know, and ideas are free and ideas are around us every day. Um, so, and, and there's a lot that hasn't been released. People get kind of get caught in this thing of like, oh, that's already been invented. Well, people already made that kind of song or uh, that style's already been done. They get caught in this thing and it's, it's just not true. There's, um, like I had a lot of people say, hey, you know, this DJ bit your mix on your, on, on my Facebook, like when they're watching my, one of my, uh, my mixes. And I'm like, I'm like, cool, he can have it. Like, I'll have a million ideas in the morning. Like, that's how my, my, the way I think is like, I'm here to share, you know? Um, I mean, like, if you think breakdancing would have excelled if everyone would have said, oh my God, he did his style, he's doing a windmill. Like, oh my God, a, head, a headstand, and that's, that's for crazy legs, or, you know? Like, no, that's how the art form grew. Like, people mimic, and then, then they grow from it, you know what I mean? And hopefully, like we spoke about earlier, begin their own style and have their own flair, you know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, man, that's, that's my two cents. <laughs> That's that just reminds me of hip hop, you know, just yeah. learn, learning something and then doing it your own way. <laughs> but if you think about hip hop, hip hop borrowed tremendously, as everybody knows. But the funny thing about hip hop and which what attracted me and what captured my mind from the beginning was the fact that like it's like, you know, uh, don't touch that record. You'll get the you'll get the you'll you'll, you'll scratch the record and then there's DJ scratching. It's like, hey, you know. <laughs> what's all this rapping you're supposed to be singing you know like it's the opposite of singing okay it's rapping okay don't get your clothes dirty oh people are on the floor break dancing you know like pull your pants everything up is against, yeah everything is uh, against the grain in hip hop and that's what captured my heart it, it it stole the bad boy image out of rock and roll for me like rock and roll, rock and roll was like had, had been reduced to to rubble after I saw what hip hop was doing it was a, a huge movement uh, not taking anything away from rock and roll I, I love rock I, love, I listen to every form of music I'm not putting it down but what grabbed my soul when I was 12 years old was was hip hop and the fact that it was against the grain and it was borrowing and it was somehow opposite it, it was just it was crazy um, a lot could be learned just from that movement alone in many walks of life uh, you know yeah it's crazy so I got one question brewing though you just sparked a new one what are some jewels that people listening who haven't grown up in hip-hop can learn or benefit from by living what hip-hop is? You know, hip-hop is a way of life. It's also a music. And so what kind of positive impacts do you find traveling the world that hip-hop has? Well... There's, I mean, there's, there's multiple positive impacts, but a lot of it, um, I look at, I look at music in a different way these days. I look at it like, um, I'm kind of looking at the next generation at this point. So, um, I think it's really important when you see something musically you like on a road, like for a guy like me, I, I like to call it watering the plants. Like I, I'll go up to that artist and I'll talk to them, tell them how much the music moved me. Um, how dope of a DJ they were, how much I liked their set, or comment on their page. A lot of people feel like they're being too, you know, they're, they're jocking someone if they comment on their page, or they like something, or, you know, um, tell them how much they appreciated what they did in their, in their video, where they're singing, or where they're dancing, or whatever. That's, that's key for me. That's, that's, what, that's the most I can get out of hip-hop, that's the most I can give back to hip-hop is watering the plants. Like, people doing something dope, I'm gonna let them know they're doing something dope and they have to continue to do it. Um, because, uh, like Jazzy Jeff said, you, you can't be the only DJ rocking that one club. There has to be a whole fleet of us doing this. We all have to get our, our sword really sharp and be dope DJs and um, and play that club, so otherwise the club's gonna close down. We got nowhere to play. Can't be, it, can't, it can't be just about you. You gotta, like, give back in some way and let people know what they're doing is is um, is artistic and, and, and helpful if, it, if, if that's in fact how you really feel about what they're doing that's love you know sharing yeah. expressing yeah. It, your endearment for another it goes so far I mean feed, I mean anybody listening to this um, 
knows what it feels like to get a proper compliment and, and a truthful compliment. I'm not talking about someone who's, who's brown nosed you. You know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the thing that you poured your heart into and that one person recognized that nuance of what you did. That shit feels, it doesn't feel anything. It fuels your soul. That's mm. what it really does. It fuels, it fuels your soul and yeah. keeps you moving forward. And yeah, it feels great and everything, but the, the end result is it keeps you on your task and um, it, it spawns more creativity. And that's, and at the end of the day, that's, that's what I'm all about. You know, they, I have these cards. They're called Turtle Wisdom cards that somebody gave me as a gift, and I love them. And one of them says, seeking validation from an outside source is a worthless task. Though, you know, obviously, you know, we have to become selfish to become selfless. And that means if we don't love ourselves, then we can't fill up another cup from an empty cup. So we got to work on us. We got to heal us to heal our world. We got to heal us to show up strong and ready and and willing and able, you know. And that then there gives us the ability to respond. We could be responsible. And so, yeah. you know, taking care of us. And so I think that um, it's, it's, it, it brings me to my, to, my next, to my next question. When you're traveling the world, right, what, what kind of music these days? Because hip-hop right now is obviously in a little bit of a different state than what I grew up with it in. And I don't, I'm not 100% sure how old you are, but I, you know, I grew up in, I'm, I was born in 81. And so I saw different generations of hip hop. And right. so, you know, I think, I imagine that you've seen even more than me, you know, likely from even the, you know, ending of the disco years to yeah. what, you know transformed into hip-hop and i know that there are different aspects of hip-hop that have positive impacts on communities whereas people learn how to express ourselves through art and through different forms of art whether or not it's drawing or painting or djing or rapping or singing or dancing you know or um you know of course there's um other ways that people are expressing themselves too through film and graphic design and all these other things that contribute you know and of course there's people who build things you know somebody had to create a microphone somebody had to make a dance floor you know a disco ball who created that and so these are just contributions to the culture that advance the culture and nourish the culture and so one thing that that you know i've been thinking about is since american music is so well let's be honest there's a lot of great american music there's a lot of counterculture music that's really great and it doesn't necessarily get mainstream shine so you have to dig and go out to listen to music and find music in different ways to you know people show me music all the time i'm just like you know that's dope you know And, and i I'm so out of touch with, you know, mainstream stuff. And not even mainstream, just with stuff in general. I love when people show me new music. I really do, yeah. you know? And, uh, this is going to be, yeah, this is, this is an interesting time with that, man. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's funny, man. People in our age group are having this same conversation. I've, I've had this conversation or talked about this subject quite a bit with people in my peer group. It's, it's interesting. Um, yeah, I, I, Can I, for me, the toughest thing is to say current. Sure. Uh, because I have to really look for it, and I have to really identify with it, especially being a DJ. I have to kind of feel it in a way for me to express it properly on stage. So it, it, it's... Um, it. I feel like, and this, this spawned one of my ideas, which I hope someone takes by listening to this, and that there really needs to be a site, like a website or a, a music site that really focuses kind of like on the new arrivals. Like, you know, I used to go to a record store to be the new arrivals section, you know? And I'm like, oh, cool, let me get up to date, you know? <laughs> but 
but there's no like the sites that are there for for for, for DJs and for I guess consumers as well. They're kind of like divvied up into genre, yeah. you know, or yeah, genre and style, you know. Not necessarily the um, state. And I kind of am like missing the just yo what what just came out this month mm. pile. You know what I mean? Like, and, and just so I can see what people are really feeling right now with their with their with with their um, you know without having to listen to radio, which we all know is just for the most part payola. You know, it's it's not a solid barometer as to what kids are listening to or feeling for that matter. You know. Um, there'll always be like an underground culture of some sort, you know, and there's some songs like I'll hear like, like new songs in the club I'll hear. And I'm like, I don't even know what the hell this shit is. And it's my job to know what this is. What's going on? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So like there, I, someone needs to come out with a new releases, like site of some sort. And I'm not, I'm, I know I'm not phrasing it properly or articulating properly, but it, it, it needs to happen where, we can join in and listen and see what they're what they're feeling too. You know what I mean? Because uh, the the tides have turned, man. It's, it's a different era. It's a different era. You know, the best teacher is the best student. So if you you know you go to a club and you see you know a famous DJ walk up to the person DJing and they're like. What song is this? That's what you know that somebody's yeah. paying attention, that somebody's enjoying it, and like you know, you're, well, you've it's, done it's, your it's job. The, it's it's like eighty percent of the reason why I um, why I helped judge the Red Bull um, freestyle uh, DJ competition is because I want to learn. Like I'm, you know, I've been doing this for a long time, but all, my, the thing that gets me the most excited is learning, man, because. I pick music because I know it's an endless maze that I'll never be a master of, nor will there ever be a master of music. There'll never be a master drummer. There's, I mean, there's some damn incredible drummers, you know. You, you know, uh, it, art is, it can, art cannot be mastered. There's always another back door somewhere. There's always another, like, oh, you can always do it like this, too. You know what I'm saying? There's always, like, oh, you can do that part faster, or you can do that part um, more efficient if you do X, Y, and Z. It's just, it's an endless maze, which is why I'm so intrigued about it. Um, yeah, man. Um, yeah, I, I, learning is, is the key, though. Like, that, that's, that's, the, that's the key to, to keeping you um, engaged in creativity, for sure. So now that I got you open, hey, let me let me present this question with proper delivery. Yeah. So, when you travel the world, being that American music is you know in the state that it's in, obviously again the precursor that there's is a lot of great American music though. Obviously mainstream, forget about mainstream. When you travel the world, what where do you? hear the greatest music you know i personally don't i i personally listen to a lot of multicultural music from all over the world so you know yeah, yeah. Wh where stimulates you what places uh brazil stimulates me quite a bit yeah um, something about when i go to brazil the music um speaks to me if i'm in a happy mood or if i'm just down and out or if i'm worried for some reason, that music is something about the way that rhythm is and the way the vocals sound and how they mix the guitar and the overall cadence of the music. It just speaks to me. I'm not sure why it's able to be such a um, chameleon in that way, but it is, yeah, it's unbelievable. But um, I, I think... Um, you know, like for me, it, you know, it's changed too because I would go to certain places and hear their music, you know. But now you go to places and, they, and they're playing American sure. hip hop trap in the clubs, you know what I'm saying? So it's like it's, it's changed quite a bit from their sound to um, sounding sound. like our sound. Yeah. But something interesting happened on my last trip to Taipei where I, I helped judge the Red Bull Freestyle DJ Championships this last year. Um, slash championship um, 
I did some research on Taipei. I had to play, um, I had to play a set, and then I had to judge the competition. And so I was like, what am I going to play in Taipei? Like, what are they into? So I started doing all this research on Taipei. And the last time I was there, they were like completely mimicking uh, our music, um, you know, the gangster stuff, and whatever, you know. It, it had been a while since I'd been there. When I researched and searched them this time, there was just all these threads about how they're now embracing their own, own uh, politics and rhyming about their own politics and the problems in the city. Okay. <laughs> and um, they were starting to sample their own traditional instruments, like, you know, um, like they're sampling, like, uh, uh, Asian instruments, like kodos and stuff like that, like things that are, that are native to their world. And I was like, that's fucking dope. Like, they're returning to their roots. That's really cool. Like, yeah. I, I wish more places I visited did this. So then I kept researching, kept researching. So long story short, in the middle of my set, I did a whole area of my set that just was dedicated to Taipei. And I played, you know, um, trap joints that were in Taiwanese, you know, and it was like their current shit. So they were tripping, like wow. they, they were completely flipping out because they're like, how do you know this? Like they, everyone kept saying, how do you know this? I'm like, I just started reading one thread and then I was like blown away that you guys are like, like disadvanced and like getting, cause they're really proud of their own sound. That's the whole key. Right. Uh-huh. So yeah, it's kind of a roundabout way of answering your question, man. But, like, not all places I go to are like that, you know? Uh, a lot of people are very influenced by the, the, the way the states sound. Um, another place that's unique like that is France. Like, they have their own sound. They're like, nah, you know, it's like, and, and it's different between, you know, Paris and, like, Marseille. Like, Paris is like, no, Parisian rap, man. This is, this is our shit, you know? And it's a, they're like, very much like, yo, we don't need the state, you know? They're very much like it's us. Like we got our sound, you know. You know, we want that dark, uh, dirty sound. You know what I mean? And like that's their shit. So places like that, I learn from a lot to answer your question. You know, but not every place I go to is like that. Uh, but I, I'm always like, yo, what's that song? Even if they're the rhyming all in in, uh, in French, I'm like, I need that. I need that. And they're like, yo, you want? Why do you want this? I'm like, I need it, man. This is crazy. You know, like. <laughs> That, I'm trying to collect all that so when I come back maybe I'll play a few local joints and they'll be like yo <laughs> kind of like the Taipei thing like how did you know about this like yeah. oh last time I was here the homie hooked me up you know but uh, no it's, it's again just learning you know what moves you what, yeah, I, I'm fortunate enough to go to clubs so I can hear a lot of things um, and there's always a few like real standout things that have that I've never heard and I never will hear here in the states you know so yeah that's what's up so let me before we before we uh conclude you know i always like to give people the ability to just drop some some gems if there's anything that you want to share with the people yeah um i'll do a little bit of everything i guess uh in the health field uh, i've been having a hard time with portion control so <laughs> eat slower <laughs> chew more <laughs> that's like that's a good one uh you know eating slower changes a lot of things man it's a trip it's i usually inhale my food so slow down when you eat and drink some uh i found that drinking some water before i eat really helps a lot control uh the the amount that i eat so that's that'll be in the health category um in the music category i'll kind of just review a little bit what i said man you know make sure you um uh make sure you share you know, make sure you share your music. Don't don't hoard your music. You know, put it out, get it out there. And if there's something that somebody's doing that you like, let them know, because uh, it's just going to fuel more creativity. And hopefully, they'll pass that pass that along. It's really important. Real quick, what what bit. real quick, what are some avenues that you know of for people to be putting their music out right now? Like where what where are places that you pay attention to? Or you know that people pay attention to. Yeah, you know, honestly, my my um, my mo right now is is just putting music out um, through my Bandcamp and promoting it through my social medias, through Instagram and Facebook. I mean, I'm pretty pretty simple at this point. I'm not really looking for a label. I have my own imprint, my own record label, but it's just a way for me to get my projects out because everything's uh, DIY these days, and it just it's. Yeah, I think focusing on a place where people can 
find your, your music or find your product or your merchandise, like a band camp or, or Shopify or something like that, is, is really important right now. And if and promoting it in a proper way is paramount. It's, it's everything. For me, my band camp is uh, DJ Newmark at bandcamp.com. And I got my USB up there with 25 Zodiac tracks mixes. It's two years worth with all the credits. And it comes with uh, my new song with Method Man called Zodiac Killer. And uh, I have a seven, seven inch of that as well for all the vinyl heads listening. And um, I have a new project out called Trademark uh, with uh, Slim Kid Trade and myself and Austin Antoine. Uh, we have uh, an EP out that's also on vinyl. And everything I'm mentioning is also on uh, every uh, streaming platform, iTunes included. So, yeah. Slim yeah. Kid from the far side. Yes, sir. Yeah. The Method Man song is definitely dope. I mean, all your listeners should check that out if you have yet to hear it. And uh, you guys have a video for that song too. We didn't do a video for Zodiac Killer because we were both so crazy busy and touring, and he had a crazy shoot schedule. So no, we didn't get to it. But there's two videos for both trademark singles. Uh, hands up and pick it up. We both have videos for that. So I did yeah, come see. Check us out. Um, it's that's on YouTube. Um, everything is on my website, djnewmark.com. Um, yeah, that's kind of the hub of where everything lives. For sure. I did see some videos with you and Method Man. Perhaps they weren't music videos. but uh, Yeah, we were in the studio vibing out, and it was kind of used to, for sure. to uh, promote the single and all that. So you were about to get into something else before I asked about music avenues. Yeah, um, I, th- I think that's pretty much it, though. I, that covered three areas, actually. Uh, Perfect. Yeah, that, that's, that's pretty much it, man, yeah. Well, thank you for coming on. Right on, man. Representing, thank you for having you know. me. Thank you. thank you for your generosity with Gorilla Healer, too, man. I appreciate it. It's an amazing product. Oh, thank you so much, bro. We definitely care about hey, it. Hey, am, am, am I supposed to refrigerate those uh, genius pills? <laughs> you know, I never... <laughs> I don't. I just kind of take okay. take them around with me and um, take them when okay, I want them. Okay. You know, quite often I just have capsules just loose in my pocket. <laughs> All right, fair enough. It was a question I was wondering about. It's good to go. Solid, brother. Solid. Um, yeah, I actually have a new well, new batch of those with a different mushroom right now, and about to mix them all up, and it's it's. Uh, it's incredible. <laughs> no. Yeah, people well, enjoy I'm them. gonna get to uh, get my set together for tomorrow. I'm playing Coachella tomorrow, man. So I gotta, I gotta buckle down over here. Nice. <laughs> Got a long night ahead of me. That's a big <laughs> event. I trust that you'll have a great performance and Thank uh, you, continue to enjoy this blessed day of life. Yes, sir, man. We'll wrap soon, B. Yes, sir. All right, man. Thank you so much. All right, brother. Peace. Peace and love. Episode 12, Farms Not Farms podcast. Thank you to uh, 93.1 FM Boulder, greenlightradio.com. Subscribe to the Farms Not Farms podcast on iTunes. Of course, go to farmsnotfarms.org. So with that, deep breath. I'm out.